0: Boundaries are really uncomfortable for a lot of people. It feels like if you put them into effect, the relationship is going to end. So, you know, most people don't put them into effect (laughs) because they want to preserve the relationship above their own boundaries.
1: Namaste and welcome. I'm Bettina Blumenthal, and you're listening to the Soul Compass podcast the place for creative minds and soulpreneurs just like yourself to find your inner calm and deepen your self-discovery journey. You'll learn practical tips from experts and get inspired to enhance your mental and emotional well-being. Turn off your notifications, put your phone on airplane mode for this episode. It's time to focus and renew your commitment to yourself. This episode is brought to you by the Soul Compass Necklace. I co created the Soul Compass symbol in 2015 as a symbol of life's greatest journey the inward journey of self discovery, of course. In 2019, I partnered with a local Toronto jeweler, Blue Boho, to create this symbol into a necklace for those who are on a spiritual journey of enlightenment and discovery. I created this piece to wear as a reminder of the strength and courage it takes to continue staying course on this path, even through the beauty of life struggles. It's a reminder to stop looking outside of yourself and to slow down enough to hear the whispers of your soul to point you in the right direction. While I would like to continue to keep this show ad free, the profits from this necklace, a gift for yourself or maybe someone you know who's on a personal journey, helps fuel this show. You can head to soulcompass.life and click on shop to purchase or to learn more. Hello and welcome to another Soul Compass episode. Today, we'll be diving into the topic of does saying no make you a bad person? And boy, am I excited to dive into this topic. This is something that I personally struggle with and we have just the guest on the show today to help break this down for us. Now, before we get started, I'm sure you've been running around on the go all day. So let's just take three breaths together to slow down before we dive into this topic. So wherever you are, if you're walking, maybe slowing down your pace. If you're driving, sitting tall in your seat. And if you're comfortable in a chair, just on crossing your legs. taking a deep inhale in through your nose, expanding through your heart all the way to your lower belly, and exhaling out through your mouth. Two more like this. Deep inhale in through your nose, sitting tall through your spine, breathing all the way to your lower belly, pause. Exhale to release, allowing the shoulders to soften. Last time, deep inhale in through your nose. And exhale to let that go, allowing your forehead, your jaw to soften. If you haven't already realized You, my friend, are very valuable. Your life is valuable and how you choose to spend your time is crucial to living the life you desire. Time. Time is the most precious resource you have. It's the only element you can never buy more of or get back, no matter your wealth. And on the other hand, no amount of wealth or social status escalates the value of anyone else's time over your own. What is under your control is how you choose to use the time you are given. Sometimes, to protect our cherished time, it becomes necessary to set boundaries with people, purposefully limiting the amount of time any one person can have from you. This is especially important with those who will take and take and take until there's nothing left of you. Society has created this fine line between asserting yourself and offending someone, and people get really uncomfortable with changes to the status quo. Setting boundaries for your self-protection may lead to some pushback, and sometimes unexpectedly, from the people you care about the most. In this episode, you'll learn how to say no in a positive way with Paul Baranowski. Paul a deeply spiritual and dedicated Buddhist practitioner began his journey of self-discovery about 16 years ago after he experienced a prolonged period of disconnect. Like so many, he has walked the corporate path that left feeling as if there was way more he needed to be doing more that he needed to be creating and a deeper connection that he needed to find within himself. He went out and learned and mastered meditation with the help of many incredible teachers and now has a knack for applying these teachings to modern-day society. This method of mindfulness was a crucial tool for his self-confessed introvert and enabled him to find a way to connect with himself better and also connect better with those around him. Today, we speak in great depth about the different ways boundaries can be set with your relationships within yourself and why it is truly a magnificent practice to do with yourself. Not only will you benefit from setting clearer boundaries, but those around you will benefit. I know it's hard to believe, that was hard for me to believe, but it is true. And even if to start, it is exceedingly uncomfortable, which I can almost guarantee it is based on my personal experience. After all, what is the point of spreading yourself so thin and saying yes to everything that comes your way? Does anyone win in the end? No one gets the best of you, and you certainly don't get the best of yourself. It's so important to think about the life you're trying to create for yourself, the people you want to surround yourself with, and what is truly within your capacity. You can only do so many things well. Not everything needs to be done now, and not everything needs to be done by you. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Paul, thank you so much for joining me today on the Soul Compass Podcast.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: I'm really looking forward to diving a little bit deeper. Paul is someone I really, really have to thank in my life for all his guidance and all his support for the love of my life. <laughs> what I appreciate about Paul is that he has such a deep-rooted sense in spirituality and Buddhism, but he's done such a beautiful job of incorporating these teachings into the reality of our Western society. And today, as you know, we are going over the topic, does saying no make you a bad person? So Paul, before we get started and diving in, I wanted to take this opportunity for you to share, maybe high level, I know you love doing that, (laughs) how you... Ended up on this path and finding this journey of discovering for yourself and now teaching it to others?
0: So, yeah, I started over 16 years ago basically feeling very disconnected. I wouldn't have described it at that time uh, as that. I would have just described that my life sucked, but (laughs) I was really, just really disconnected. And I went looking for a way to. Figured out how to connect to myself and how to connect to other people. I was a huge introvert, You know, eventually discovered meditation and found a teacher in that and worked with that teacher for five or six years, meeting basically every week, as well as doing group sessions, retreats, and then basically learned everything that there was to learn from, it was a, a Zen uh, tradition. But still, new things came up that that path didn't have answers for. And so I found a new teacher. That new teacher was Ken McLeod. He's um, he's now retired from teaching, but uh, he has a number of books out and did a bunch of retreats with him. And that kind of took me to the next level. And while I was doing that, I encountered people in my life that would tell me about their problems in their life and I would give suggestions. And they kept coming back and saying, well, what about this scenario? And uh, it just kept snowballing until we had a group of people where that was happening. And we created a meditation group and a teacher training program out of that. So now I teach people how to become meditation teachers, as well as people who are just starting on the path and wanting to learn. The basics, so the whole whole shebang.
1: The whole shebang, and I think I need to have you on for another episode at some point on just like the spiritual journey and finding teachers, and you know I would love to dive in. And I personally have so many questions that I want to ask you, but staying on focus and on track of our topic today, (laughs) I have my first question for you, which is: Does saying no make you a bad person?
0: It's a leading question, but uh, no, it doesn't. Saying no is a type of setting a boundary for yourself. You're saying, this is what I'm capable of doing, and this is what I'm not capable of doing, given my capacity. And so when you set a boundary like that, it also helps the other person somehow. And you can help them understand how it helps them, and there's ways to do that. And uh, as opposed to making a demand, for example, where it's a totally selfish endeavor. So there's boundaries and there's demands, and they will make both yourself and the other person feel differently, um, whether it's one or the other.
1: I mean, this is such a great start. Maybe you can actually explain the difference between what a boundary is or what the difference is from a demand.
0: Okay, first I'll just say a few words about boundaries. There's other, synonyms if you will about uh, what a boundary is so other words you could use are standards vows personal vows protection fierce compassion and wrath
1: oh i just got chills (laughs) that's awesome
0: these are all basically the same thing okay and so you know one of the words is protection so typically the experience in both yourself and the other person is you feel more protected so with a demand it tends to be you feel more unsafe it's almost the opposite if you're making a demand to the other person the other person will feel more unsafe but also in you you will also feel unsafe if they give it to you because you know that they don't have proper boundaries like somewhere in your subconscious and so it'll actually keep making you demand more because you want to hit that boundary. You want to get them to say no subconsciously. Right. So
1: I just have to laugh because this explains so many past relationships, (laughs) 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 like mind blown right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, okay. You started touching on this in like, setting boundaries and you know often people might think it is really selfish or one-sided but can you explain how a boundary might protect everyone in that situation
0: so yeah the selfishness you might perceive yourself as selfish or other people might perceive you as selfish Um, and that's usually because they don't understand how it benefits you and how it benefits them and so this is where you can play a role in, in helping that understanding. So the way you do that is you can explain the suffering that you're going through as a result of not having that, and also explain the, the benefit, right, to the other person. So, for example, when I was dating Roxana, who eventually became my wife.
1: An awesome woman, by the way. <laughs>
0: absolutely amazing. When we first met, she was a social smoker. But I also knew that she wanted to have a long-term relationship. She wanted to get married. She wanted to have kids. And so I said to her, you know, you're, you're beautiful. You're intelligent. We want the same things in life. But I can't date you if you smoke. You say you want kids but this behavior doesn't line up with that. And so by sharing it in that way, I show her, this is what you want, why don't we go towards it directly together, right?
1: Right, and in that moment, was it a a successful boundary or was it a little bit painful?
0: It was uh, uncomfortable, for sure. (laughs) But uh, I mean, often you have to keep reiterating the boundary, right? So I think I had to do that a couple times or more than a couple times. Right. But um in this case she really wanted the relationship to happen, so
1: and now they're married and have two beautiful children. Just have to put that in there. Yes. <laughs> so boundaries do work. Look, and yes. you can have a healthy, awesome relationship at the same time. I know we wanted to talk about, you know, setting boundaries in relationships. And you gave a perfect example of you and, and your wife, Roxana And You know for people who are struggling with maybe their partner or even their their relationships with their family or friends do you have any successful boundary tips that might help people along this journey
0: boundaries are really uncomfortable for a lot of people because it feels like if you put them into effect the relationship is going to end so you know most people don't put them into effect (laughs) Because they want to preserve the relationship above their own boundaries. But uh, if the boundary does end in the relationship, then it's definitely not a good relationship, first of all. And uh, in my experience, almost always you work through it. you know, it might be uncomfortable for a while, but you do work through it. And you might temporarily take a pause on the relationship. As well, you might take some space and you might not talk to each other for a few weeks or a few months or whatever it is, but that doesn't mean it's the end of the relationship.
1: Right. And it almost um, brings in that idea of, you know, impermanence in the way that like things aren't necessarily going to last forever. And that means like the space necessarily won't last forever, maybe the relationship, but. It's such an interesting one with, especially like family. And I think maybe what your, the intention is around the space. Cause I think family is one of the hardest and, you know, everyone has a different relationship with their family members and like, what does the space do? How does the space benefit all parties?
0: First of all, boundaries uh, don't necessarily last forever, right? Just because you put a boundary down doesn't mean you're going to have to keep that boundary for the rest of your life. So when you put a boundary down, usually the relationship changes into a more mature relationship over time. So that's how you can kind of tell if you're doing it right.
1: Ah, okay. That's good to know.
0: <laughs> a boundary is there to take care of yourself. And if you really are taking care of yourself, you are taking care of the other person. Because once you take care of yourself, you're going to be trying a lot less to emotionally manipulate other people boundaries are contagious as well so once someone you know if you're from a family who isn't used to having boundaries and i've taught people who where that's the case once one person starts doing it the other people will start doing it as well like you know oh we don't have to have our hour two hour long conversations You know i'm feeling tired and sick and we can just have a five-minute conversation Um, people will start to mimic you if you start doing it not necessarily right away i would say it takes numerous months or one to two years something like that before those changes happen so it's kind of the marathon not a sprint but in all the cases where i work with people on this that's what happens
1: Right. Well, first of all, I have to thank you because you, through association, have taught me boundaries. (laughs) And Reza, he has taught me boundaries a lot. And I didn't know what that was. Like my family, and I know my parents listen to the podcast, so love you guys. But we all were not taught setting boundaries we are yes people we are, like we don't often say no especially when it comes to family or you know my underlying thing especially with like friends and especially in business saying yes to things and the underlying need to saying yes is like that need for being accepted and for people liking me and then you know over the last year and I'm finally like, feeling like I'm breathing fresh air finally again and my head's resurfacing from underneath the water, I overdid it. Like my capacity, I was beyond my capacity and I burnt out. It wasn't necessarily about like me overworking, but I was just extended energetically in so many different circumstances and I didn't even really know myself. And Rez and I will talk about this and like he'll point out when... He's like, oh, it sounds like you need this. And in my head, I'm like, I didn't even know I needed that. Like, I don't even know what my need. Like, I, I'm not even aware of my needs. Not that, like, they didn't matter. Not that I wasn't cared for. But, like, my underlying belief is that my my needs are not, not valuable. Or, like, I, my needs, like, I don't deserve my needs. Or whatever that underlying belief is. So I don't know if you have any, like words of wisdom to share on that because that is still something i'm working through like it's like i'm slowly feel it like i'm building a muscle but it's like it's taken a while
0: <laughs> yeah so we can't give what we don't have so if we don't know how to care for ourselves we won't be able to help others care for themselves right for example it's actually a practice so i totally resonate with what you said. I didn't do it at all you know. before I came to practice. The high-level answer is uh, you do practice this stuff on a daily basis, and there's four things or five things you need to practice. Loving kindness, compassion, joy, equanimity, and boundaries. So technically, boundaries is a subset of compassion, but it's better to break it out and loving kindness is the ability to care so it's an active thing you're, you're caring it's the self-care it's another way to do it so a straightforward way to do this is you review your day your previous day and you say what ways could i have cared for myself better and you might not have the answer all the time but if you do that consistently new things will start coming up and it's like you can give yourself in your mind whatever it is that you need and Compassion is being able to hold pain. first person you need to do that for is yourself. So if there was anything painful that happened, emotionally painful, that happened over the past day, you hold it with compassion without trying to fix it. Joy is appreciation, gratitude for the things that you have. And basically, when you start looking, absolutely everything has been given to you your whole body is made of things that you received we live in a, a nice house or apartment we have fresh running water to us at any moment we have indoor plumbing which is amazing yeah.
1: <laughs> something to be grateful for
0: <laughs> like and it just goes on and on forever like the more specific you are about it the better and then equanimity or spaciousness is allowing yourself to be yourself, to be as you are without having to change anything. So allow yourself to make mistakes, to experiment, to be curious and be unapologetic. Um, And finally, the boundaries is, so if something difficult happened, what was my contribution to it? That's kind of the key to starting to figure out boundaries is you take ownership for everything that happened to you in your life, which means that you always have a role to play. You always played a role in the things that happened. And that's really hard to understand for traumatic experiences. But when you take that point of view, you immediately empower yourself like nothing before. So an example of this is so at a point where still fairly introverted. I was walking down the street at a weekend night. Bars were open. It was warm out. Windows were open. And uh, some guy, you know, randomly shouts some insult at me. I'm just walking down the street. Normally, I'd be really upset and grumbling about it and trying to forget about it uh, unsuccessfully for the next day.
1: I know that story. I know that story well.
0: But this time I said, somehow I'm responsible for him doing that. And that kind of blew my mind at the moment. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But uh, I'm going to figure out how that's true. And it took me a few years, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you were dedicated to find out.
0: <laughs> there are a few reasons why. Uh, I was walking down the street feeling introverted and the feeling in myself was i'm cut off from everybody and nobody likes me and so i'm giving off this really terrible vibe and someone else is sitting there who also feels disconnected and they look at me and they feel more disconnected and they're like it's your fault right right you know especially if they're drunk (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) heightened experience
0: (laughs) yeah and you know since i did all this you know, internal work around that. It never happens to me ever. It used to happen on a regular basis. I would say things like that would happen to me. Like people would just randomly say something really mean.
1: You know, I can see why that's so easy to feel like you're the victim. and want to blame everyone else for feeling like the shitty feelings that come from those like really obnoxious comments, <laughs> and I think that's really helpful for the listeners to hear that because you don't have control of, of other people, and I think that's been the hardest thing even for me on this journey is it's so easy for me to blame my partner or my parents or someone else for the way I'm feeling or for my beliefs or for something not being met and I mean a lot of even this year has been me coming like doing this work that you have done and now like you're teaching and like I admire it so much you know this is why I wanted to bring you on like selfishly for myself (laughs) but I also knew like you have so much value to be providing the listeners and I think that's where it gets a little confusing is like okay this person said something to you that was not even nice and now you're taking responsibility for it like I don't don't even know if you can clarify that a little bit more because i really want them to like really understand this as they're listening
0: yeah so it is pretty tough but um i do want to make a distinction between when we're blaming others and when we're blaming ourselves and you do you do two totally different things whether you're doing one or the other so if you're blaming others you take Total responsibility for your experience, which is what I was just talking about. If you're blaming yourself, you do the opposite. You have no responsibility whatsoever. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, You recognize we're all not perfect and we make mistakes and we hurt other people. And that's very difficult to accept. But you have to realize that everything you are now came from somewhere else. Like you learned it from somewhere, you learned it from uh, your parents, your society, your teachers, uh, interactions that you had, it all came from somewhere else. So you can't really take responsibility for that.
1: Okay, well that's good to know.
0: <laughs> as far as you blaming other people, you are 100% responsible for that. So what does this mean? So it means okay i can i can tell you a method that's worked for me so the very first time i used this method i was waiting for the subway and it was late i was going to see my friend and i started to get upset it was really late so in in toronto the subway is often late and people start saying stuff out loud around you And so that was happening. That's how late it was. Everyone was around me was starting to complain as well. So I asked myself. Okay, I said, okay, I'm going to take responsibility for the subway being late. I'm like, that doesn't really make sense. So why do I care about the subway being late? I'm like, well, I'll be late to see my friend. So why do I care about that? Well, they might be upset at me. Okay, why do I care about that? Well, then. I care about my friend, I don't want them to be upset. I don't wanna lose the friendship. I want to have a good time when I meet them. And so I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I want. Now, how do I get that? So I can show up and uh, maybe they're late as well, I don't know yet. And maybe they're relieved that I'm late. Maybe they are upset that I'm late and I can apologize. Maybe I can be just not dramatic about it and move on and not be like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm a terrible person. So, by asking yourself, you know, why do I care about getting this result? uh, And keep going down until you get to something, you know, basically you don't want to happen. And then you ask yourself, what do I actually want to happen? What is the result I want? And you can start building from there. And that's when you start taking ownership of like, okay, I can, I actually have agency. I'm not this helpless victim here. I can do something towards the result that I want.
1: That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that example and like taking responsibility. I think that's really helpful. It's helpful for me for sure. And that separating of like blaming yourself, blaming others and like getting clarity on that was (laughs) so on point. Bringing this back to boundaries maybe when you blame others, maybe there was a lack of boundary with that? Like, am I far-fetched there? <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> really trying to hone it in back to the boundary.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good, very good question. So when we are blaming others, we're basically saying, you should take care of me, not me. Boundaries is saying like, I'm gonna take care of me. So that's why vow is another word that works really well. So in that example of the subway, one of the things I thought of is, well, maybe I can leave earlier so I can make sure to make a vow to myself to leave earlier when I meet with my friends so I get there on time. I was, at that time, I was you know, always late, basically, because I would leave at the very last minute. Yeah, so making a personal vow is a type of boundary, and that's that's how... We take responsibility for our actions. Just an aside to that, you know, ethics and ethical rules that you follow are boundaries. And if you actually follow them, so that in Buddhist practice, there's something called the five mindfulness trainings, which is about, you know, one of the big ones is about speech. But if you follow them, you end up feeling totally protected all the time. The biggest fear we have is hurting other people it's much more painful to know you've hurt someone else than even if you've to know you've hurt yourself and so when you feel i'm not going to hurt anybody it just totally opens you up and frees tons of energy in you and so it's helpful to first you know before you make a boundary with someone else percy can i make this a personal vow of some behavior change and just do that, right? So right. if I lashed out and said something mean to someone, I'm gonna to vow to not do that ever, no matter what. So does that help?
1: Yeah, that's super helpful. And I'm curious to know if you even have any resources that the listeners could check out if they're interested in, in diving into this a little bit more.
0: Ooh, no, on this topic, I actually know of no books about it, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> well then that means we have to create a podcast episode on it <laughs> we need more resources <laughs> however
0: um for the four types of love that i mentioned i mentioned five but most uh books there's four of loving kindness compassion joy and equanimity there's a book called teachings on love by Thich Nhat Hanh. there's also wake up to your life by ken mcleod those are on the you know the buddhist side of things. You can also learn straight from me, so you can (laughs) visit my website, undiscoveredgreatness.com, and we can do a discovery call, and I can uh, work with you if you wanna work with this one-on-one with somebody.
1: That's awesome. And one, I mean, Paul is an incredible teacher, so I definitely, like, Five star review over here. <laughs> um, if that is something that you're interested in diving deeper in, Paul, this is has been amazing. This is such valuable information, and you know so much of this is needed. And I really appreciate you taking the time and making the space to share this. And you're really living in your gift. And I'm just really excited to see where this next phase for you on your journey is taking you because Paul just started his awesome business and will you be launching any courses at any time soon
0: yes that's the plan in the next few months I'm gonna be launching some online courses and possibly in person but that's for people in Toronto
1: or people who want to fly to see you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. And uh, as well as the one-on-one coaching, which uh, the, when I started doing that, uh, it just accelerated my journey by a hundred. It was crazy. If not me, find somebody. It's very important.
1: Yeah. The benefits of having a teacher and someone consistent that you can... Uh, check in with I know is like one of the most valuable things and you know I see what you've done with you and your community they call it a sangha but for those of you who are not familiar with that word it is a really beautiful community and you know they practice these things they practice the boundary setting and you know Paul has been such a great leader and teacher to everyone and yeah I'm grateful that I've been able to connect with you on my journey and learn from you. It's even just through your authenticity and just being completely you. I learn so much. So thank you so much and I'm really excited to hear all the feedback from everyone on the podcast.
0: Yeah, and just one more thing. If you do put down a boundary, you know, you can enlist support of your friends to help you out. So You can tell them what you're trying to do, get them to support you, and uh, it's just gonna make it a lot easier versus trying to do everything on your own.
1: That is, I mean, something super special and it creates such a safe space to practice. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Paul, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, It's been awesome, thank you.
1: That's a wrap for this week's episode. To stay connected between our episodes, you can head over to soulcompass.life and sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date on all things self-discovery. And please don't forget to hit subscribe in your podcast player right now so you never miss an episode. If this content inspired you, even just a wee bit, please leave me a note telling me on iTunes. I read every one of your comments personally, and your feedback really helps me grow the show and produce the type of content you find valuable. Thank you again for dedicating time to your self-discovery journey. Not only are you contributing to your own mental and emotional well-being, but you are contributing to a healthier, more harmonious world and raising the consciousness of our planet. You, my friend, are amazing and beautiful just the way you are. Thank you for being part of our journey and thank you for letting us become part of yours.